Hi, everybody. I'm Kelly Harrell, and you're listening to What in the Weird. The Weekly Rune came out this morning, yesterday, for those who are subscribed through Patreon. And if you want to check that out and show your support for The Weekly Rune, you can search for it on Patreon.com, and thank you for doing that. You can also get the simplified free version at my website, soulintentarts.com, and that subscription will land the weekly rune in your inbox every Monday morning. The image of the rune cast, which is, you know, kind of my interpretation of what the runes are, the runes themselves, it's always on my Instagram account, which is Kelly Soul Arts. And it's also on the blog post themselves at Soul Intent Arts. So, we're still hanging in there with Degas. We're in the second week of our half-month stay with it, clearing out the dregs of summer solstice, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere. Was that intense or what? Here's the thing about Degas that doesn't get talked about much at all, and that is drum roll, I don't have a drum roll, but enlightenment stink, which if you're in the South, that would be enlightenment stink, meaning Southeastern United States. What is she talking about now? If you're really honest with yourself, you've been there. I've been there. And if you're not ready for that kind of self-revelation, you can definitely point a finger at somebody else who's been there. They're the person who's had a profound spiritual experience and they can't shut up about it. And they assume that nobody else in the entire history of the world has ever had that wisdom birthed upon them. That people who haven't had that experience are beneath them. That people who aren't enlightened couldn't possibly understand. Or that clearly, because this divine revelation has so imparted on this person... They're suddenly healed and finished with all manner of personal or even spiritual growth. You know who I'm talking about. You've met that person. You've been that person. Whether you can see it is not the point. I have been that person. I live it out loud in real time. I'm not afraid. I did it. But here's the thing. I know better now. Isn't that always the thing? When you know better, you do better. Thank you, Maya Angelou. As annoying and egocentric as it is, enlightenment stink is a trait in the evolution of human maturity. And that's the catcher. It's part of a process. Enlightenment serves to indicate that you just got started. It indicates that you're on to something. It's not an end. It may answer some deeply sore questions, but any real enlightenment is going to unearth as many or more questions. And that is the crux of Degas. In the runic calendar, it marks the end. It is the last rune in that sequential ordering. Its different placement in the Elder Futhark shakes that up a bit, though the intent is still the same. And if you don't know what I mean by the difference in placement, check out the episodes that I did uh, last month on Othala, and that will explain that a bit better. The wisdom that Degas brings is, so what? So you got to the top of the mountain. You learned what the gods had to say. You found your calling. X marks the spot. Hashtag, you are here. So 
what? Big whoop. And I'm not saying don't celebrate your growth. I'm not saying you aren't the shit because you are. Enlightenment is hard. True commitment to a path of revelation is hard. And anybody who says that it isn't, well, they stink or, or something's wrong. They're not really doing what they say they're doing. What I'm saying is don't get caught up in it. Don't jade yourself into thinking you're done because that's when life really hurts. The wisdom of the holiest of holies always reaches a cul-de-sac where it can either sit in that sacred spot at the top of the mountain and stew and how awesome it is, and we know people who have done that, or it eventually gets bored when that enlightenment turns into the ho-hum that everything eventually does. It seems so impossible to conceive that in the moment, in the passion of discovery of enlightenment, when suddenly your cosmology clicks and everything makes sense and questions you had are answered. It seems impossible to conceive that that information would eventually not just become boring and not satisfy you anymore, it may stop being true. Eventually, enlightenment becomes an eight-track tape. Google that if you have to. But what happens after you receive enlightenment and you sit in that cul-de-sac at the top of the majestic mountain and you decide it's not enough? What happens when it doesn't inspire you anymore? That's the moment you have to be careful of. You go back down the mountain you descend back to everyday life where the rest of us are, living, working, paying the bills. It doesn't mean that you have to leave your radiant wisdom behind. In fact, the job of enlightenment is to bring it back down the mountain with you while you're paying the bills and scraping sweet potatoes off the bathroom switch plate. Your job is to bring that enlightenment back down the mountain and give it to community in a way that's not about you. That is the job of enlightenment. That's why all the bother. The big cosmic joke of it all, of Degas, is that after you get all of that finished, after you turn yourself inside out, you put all your stuff down, you have the crisis, you have the initiation, you have five or six more crises, you realize you're not the shit and that you are the shit all at the same time. And then you have to do it all over again. That's what happens when you're the last rune in the runic calendar. It's hard to grok that when in the throes of euphoria, the big whoop for all of this is you get to do it all over again. The enlightenment euphoria will subside. It will give way to the mundane again. You will hurt. There will be things you don't know and you can't figure out. And for some people, there's even enlightenment remorse, such that they're so emotionally crippled by the experience around coping with enlightenment and how it requires them to change their lives or themselves that it undoes the wisdom that was actually imparted by the Enlightenment. For others, they hold themselves to the fire, masochistic Enlightenment stink. They try to catapult themselves into ordeal again and again. 
When I hear people say that they want somebody to tell them how to jumpstart a kundalini awakening, hello, Thurisaz, I step away quickly. That is inviting the biggest trouble in your life that you could possibly imagine. That's like saying, universe, come get me with a bullseye on your forehead. And I've had my share of lightning strikes. Thank you very much. I really, really was struck by lightning when I was a kid, but that's a whole other story. I don't know if you guys know this, but I mentor people who want to be live out loud animists and those who feel called to a path of modern shamanism. And one thing I make clear to people that I work with is I don't drag you screaming toward enlightenment. It sounds funny to say that, but my formal spiritual education came 20 years ago in a time where that was how people taught. They invoked chaos in your emotional, mental, and if not spiritual state to impart lessons, which if you're me and you grew up post-traumatic and pissed off, that's not a smart combination to instill a spiritual practice. I consider that a very Piscean dynamic. We are not in the Piscean age anymore. It's very much, I'm the teacher, you're the student forever. I know best, you don't. The difference is sitting in a circle versus an, a row of desks. Piscean energy versus Aquarian. Burkana versus Soalu. It's just not my style. It's not my place to teach you through invoking crisis in your life. My job is to give you the material and let you do that for yourself. Let the material do that for yourself. Because if you're really working the material, it will. It will challenge you to grow. It's inevitable. My job is to provide you the grounded resources and community that help you breathe through that crisis that initiation, that gloriously wonderful enlightenment. If you want information on what I teach and how I mentor, visit soulintentarts.com. For now, sift through the enlightenment of the day. What did Solstice teach you? What do you need to take from it? What was shined upon bright as day that you cannot overlook that if you don't hold it carefully will consume you? Check yourself as we begin that descent down the mountain of the runic calendar. What's in it for you? What wisdom that isn't about you can you bring to community right now, right where you stand? That's it for this episode. So what? Feel free to email me at kelly at soulintentarts.com or call in through the Anchor app, which you can download for Android or Apple. And you can also check out earlier episodes of What in the Weird from Google Play, iTunes, and a collection of other platforms. If you get a chance, check out Everyday Animism, which is a podcast that I co-host with a couple of lovely ladies also on Anchor and widely available. You can learn more about me and my work by visiting soulintentarts.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for walking your walk. I'm Kelly, and this has been What in the Weird. <laughs>